Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Welcome to the second season of Lamplighters Podcasts. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. No matter who you are or where you are, no matter the time or experience you've had following Jesus, or if you haven't had any experience at all, we are grateful to be on the journey with you and look forward to becoming more of who God created us to be. Well, Lynn, I am excited to be back in the recording studio with you. Me too. Uh, it's been a while. Uh-huh. So this is, I would I admitted to you, I was a little nervous. I'm yeah. still a little nervous. Yeah, so we're okay. going to get into it. It's okay. okay. Um, this is the time of the year we traditionally do um, an introduction of a new study, mm-hmm. right? We do an overview. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that today, but I'm going to start with a disclaimer. Good. Because <laughs> as you know, yes. and as the our women will discover, we are doing something different this year. And frankly, we're not entirely sure what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to start with that. But because of that, we thought we would let our listeners in on the how of the study. In other words, not just the what and the why, but how the study came into being and got put together, because it is going to look different than it has in years past. Mm-hmm. Jim Singleton, in his podcast that was published September 1st, and if you haven't listened to that or to Thomas Daniels that was published the week before that, I would encourage you to do so. They're both excellent. Yeah, they are. They're really good. Um, I learn so much anytime I get to sit down and converse with those two guys. Yes. But anyway, Jim framed what we're doing this year beautifully. He shared with us three ways, and there are many ways, uh, of studying God's Word. The first way is the yellow highlighter method or the refrigerator magnet technique, if you want to uh, call it that. He called it versitis, uh, pulling nuggets from Scripture that are particularly meaningful. I know I have several. My Bible Mm -hmm. is underlined and circled and dated and all kinds of stuff. I know you do, too. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, that is what we invited our friends to do this past summer in their spot cast, to Mm -hmm. share those highlighted verses with us. The second way he mentioned is how we traditionally study in lamplighters, and that is inductively. Mm -hmm. We we take a book of the Bible, we work through it from start to finish, um, and that's how we typically have done it. Mm -hmm. But the third way is something we are doing and we have done for the last two years without even actually realizing it, Mm -hmm. and that's called the grand narrative of Scripture. The grand narrative of Scripture, where you pick a theme and you follow it all the way through the Bible. Well, frankly, I'm glad I didn't know about that title because I think I would have been too, attempt- too intimidated <laughs> no, to try it. No, it sounds a little uh, <laughs> yes, big anyway. Yes. But yeah, that's what we did. When yeah. we studied the attributes of God uh-huh. uh, from Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. that, interestingly enough, two years ago, prepped us for the pandemic mm-hmm. by grounding us in who God is. And then last year, we explored who Jesus is. And again, that was God's perfect timing because it kept us focused on the main thing, when everything around us was changing and uncertain. Mm -hmm. So it was obvious, right, what we should explore this year. Mm -hmm. And that's we had Father, we had Son, so we're going to do the Holy Spirit. Right. Seems like a reasonable three-year journey together. Mm -hmm. The choice was logical, and I at least thought it was going to be easy. Uh, I was so That's what you get for thinking, Jan. (laughs) I know. I was so fooled about that. Um, I ran into two problems immediately when we started putting this study together. And one of them was my childhood impression of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I don't, 
I don't remember anyone ever talking about the spirit when I was growing up. He was just sort of this scary ghost creature, um, this amorphous entity that had a lot of power but was completely mysterious. And even though I very dutifully recited every Sunday the line in one of our creeds that says, I believe in the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. um, I had no clue what that meant. Yeah, No one ever talked about it. And even in college, when some friends of mine talked about the Spirit a lot, I never had any biblical teaching on him. Mm-hmm. So he was still mysterious and scary. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah. Uh, mine was the same. It was exactly yeah. the same. Um it was definitely the Holy Ghost back then. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't hear that as often now. Now I hear Holy Spirit, but it yeah. was Holy Ghost. And the only time I ever remember even hearing it was in prayers that that used to be part of the denomination that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So we grew up without kind of a paradigm right. of the Holy Ghost, right. right? That was the first problem. The second problem I had, I discovered when we started trying to put this study together, and that is the Holy Spirit simply cannot be grabbed hold of in a familiar way. Mm. Uh, With reference to the teaser a few weeks ago, it was like trying to nail Jell-O to a wall. Mm. The Spirit just refused to fall neatly into categories, or if you've studied with us, neatly into columns, right? Yeah. And you and I both wrestled for several months. Mm -hmm. I think I probably wrestled more than you did, because that's just kind of my nature, but trying to get a meaningful study written. And um, I'll let you speak for yourself, but I was confounded and frustrated and perplexed, and nothing fell into place that had never happened to us before when Mm -hmm. we've put studies together. Mm -hmm. And after months of that, I sort of began to be full of fear and trembling. And I had this inner dialogue between my two selves, right? The first self says, oh, my gosh, what if we can't figure this out? What what are we going to offer to our women? And the better side of me said, now, Jan, you know God always comes through. We just need to pray and wait. And I respond, yeah, right. But we've been praying and we've been waiting and we're still getting nothing. Well, why don't you try letting the Spirit write His own study? Okay, 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 that's a great idea, but he has to write it through us, and nothing's coming. Now, you will notice who was not in that conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I had sort of written the spirit out of it. Yeah. Anyway. Funny that we would do that since that was the whole purpose of this uh, (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) But I know, I mean, you know, I was right there with you. We had so many conversations about this. I was really excited about the study, and I am excited about the study. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be fabulous. Um, But that excitement was very often overcome with just fear. And, you know, it was like helplessness. Um, Because it's like, how do you teach about something that we can't even talk about? Exactly. Exactly. Words (laughs) fail. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I know the turning point for me came when some friends and I were discussing scary movies out of our childhood. Now, that's really weird. Obviously, that's a Holy Spirit moment, right? Right. But someone mentioned The Wizard of Oz because those flying monkeys were totally terrifying. Oh, yes. And the scene came to mind where Dorothy and her companions met the great and mighty Oz for the first time. You may remember it. Mm -hmm. They were pointed to a projection of a giant Oz head, but that was not the real wizard. It was not until they peeked behind the curtain that the real Oz was revealed, and suddenly he came into focus. 
that was very helpful for me because when I quit trying to look directly at or for the Spirit and I peeked behind the curtain of Scripture, the Spirit came into focus. Mm -hmm. And I know you had a similar turning point because you mentioned some puzzles in the teasers. Yeah, um, I'll talk about one of them in particular today, and that is something called a hybrid image. Now, I'm calling it a puzzle because to me, it's very puzzling. Now, a hybrid image is a picture that you look at that combines high frequencies from one photo with low frequencies from another photo. You you just lost me. (laughs) Well, I didn't. This is just because I looked this up. I didn't have any idea this is how this worked, but this is how it works. The result is a picture that can be perceived in two different ways. And I know you've seen these before. It depends on the distance that you look at it. The one that comes to mind is one, when you first look at it, it appears to be the head of a duck. But if you keep looking at it longer or hold it further away or closer to you, it begins to look like the head of a rabbit. And once you see the rabbit, it's very hard to unsee it. And the duck images kind of fades away. Now, if this is not making any sense to you, just Google classic hybrid images and you'll see them and you'll understand what I'm talking about. I know. There's another one that's like a chalice if you look at it one way, but two people kissing if you look at it another way. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm beginning to see the connection to the Holy Spirit. It's a perception issue. That's right. And I think most of us go through life just thinking that many of the things that happen to us happen by chance or by good luck or because we deserve it or, you know, more often than not, because we think we've (laughs) done something to earn it ourselves. Mm. Um, My hope this year is that once we start to see how the Holy Spirit guides us through life, we will not be able to unsee it. Mm. We will know that the Holy Spirit is always with us. He's always guiding us and pointing us to Jesus. We just have to learn how to better see Him. I think that puzzle is a wonderful metaphor for our study of the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. And I'm using study in quotes, okay, because you don't really study. Uh, But frequently we do view things in events and circumstances, even people in our lives from just one direction. Mm -hmm. And if our perspective changes, we can perceive them, we can Mm -hmm. see them differently. Um, It reminds me and helps me understand Jesus' warning that people can see without actually seeing. Mm. Um, so you're saying the same principle applies to the Holy Spirit. Not only do we need to look differently in order to see Him, but we need to have a different perspective in order to see what He's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of the how of the, how this study came together. And sometimes I still feel like we've set an impossible <laughs> goal for ourselves, but I, I think of the adventures ahead and I'm actually very excited. I am too. I love it that we're trying to define something that's indefinable. <laughs> um, you know, that's the crux of the issue this year of the three persons of the Holy Trinity who all are indefinable, by the way. Exactly. Um, but it's the Holy Spirit that seems to be the most sort of elusive. Exactly. Okay, so now that we've established, we're going to try to grab hold of the ungrab holdable. Is, is that a word? If it's not a word, that should be a word. Um, who exactly are we reaching for? Well, the who of the study is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And notice I didn't say what, mm-hmm. who. We are going to be exploring this question all year, who, who the Spirit is, how He works, how He speaks into our lives how we hear Him, what His presence means to us, 
what it feels like to be filled with the Spirit. So in the course of the year, we're going to take a look at the Spirit's names, symbols for the Spirit, how He was involved in the Old Testament, His role in the life of Jesus and in the life of the early church, and how and why He's in the life of every believer today. In other words, the Holy Spirit's activity in the grand narrative of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, Mm. and that is about the briefest overview I can give. (laughs) Let us remember three things for right now. Okay. First of all, I alluded to it already. The Holy Spirit is a person, not an impersonal force. This Mm -hmm. is not let the force be with you, right? right? He's a person. And we frequently use those impersonal illustrations like power and wind, but he is a person who has personality and emotions and will and all the other stuff that goes along with that. Mm -hmm not some ethereal theological concept. Um, The second thing to remember is the Holy Spirit is God. He has all the attributes of God the Father and God the Son. He is an integral and intimate part of the Trinity. The Spirit is not some third-tier God Mm -hmm. or a stepchild, even though he's always mentioned last when we talk about the Trinity. Mm He is, think of him this way, he is God drawing near, drawing us into a loving relationship. Now, sometimes he has been referred to as the shy one of the Trinity or the hidden God, the forgotten one. I love that description, the shy one of the Trinity. Mm -hmm. Why is he called that? It's because his job is to point to Christ always. So he rarely appears front and center. Mm -hmm. That's why we got to hunt for him and look for him, right? He's frequently hidden, but he's always doing something. So he's everywhere in scripture. I just want to assure everybody of that, but not in an overt, blatant way most of the time. Mm -hmm. His presence is more implied than, than seen directly. Uh, It's it's like that hybrid image puzzle Mm -hmm. or the scene in the Wizard of Oz. You got to look behind the curtain as it were, Mm -hmm. or think outside the box. Or if you studied with us, think outside the column. This is going to be a challenge for us this year. Um, I was reminded of this, actually, when I was watching the Olympics. I was immersed in the cross-country eventing because I just think those horses are so incredibly marvelous. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is a perfect analogy for what we need to do. Um, there was a camera on a rail that was tracking with the horses as they were going through parts of the course. Mm -hmm. Now, riders did not see the camera, Mm. but horses have extraordinary peripheral vision. They saw the camera every time. And that's what we need to do. We need to develop spiritual peripheral vision. Mm. Okay, enough rambling. The Holy Spirit's a person The Holy Spirit is God. The third thing we all need to remember is the Holy Spirit is a mystery. Now, a mystery is a secret that's to be revealed, right? right? And I I know we're going to discover the Holy Spirit as we go into the study this year, Uh because He is a mystery and He is revealed. I had to, however, let go of my sort of everything decently and in order desire. (laughs) Yes. Good old Presbyterian here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that's really just a desire for control. Right. And the Spirit 
just does not fit easily into categories because you can't quantify or qualify a mystery. You can simply explore, experience, and appreciate it. So the Holy Spirit is a mystery that we are going to explore, experience, and appreciate this year. Well, and to help everyone out, we have some helpful hints and a bookmark on our website under the column of resources. So check that out. Yes, and be sure to do that because I think it really will be helpful as um, we enter the study. Right. Kind of get some guardrails for it. Um, In the meantime, we want to encourage everyone to do three things. One is get comfortable with questions. In other words, get used to not knowing what you want to know and knowing what you don't necessarily want to know, (laughs) right? The second thing is get comfortable with holding all of this loosely. Yeah. The Holy Spirit works in unexpected and very surprising ways. And I would be shocked if He does not lead us, each and every one of us, down what we think might be a rabbit trail. Mm -hmm. But it's where He wants to go, and He wants to take you. So this is a good time to use that word that we've all learned in the last 18 months, which is pivot. Be ready to pivot off the path you have set for yourself. That's typically how the Spirit works. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is, and (laughs) we've done this today, get comfortable with the inability to express what you want to express. Yes. I mean, I'm sure everyone has noticed that we have rambled and stretched to talk about the Holy Spirit today because words are simply inadequate when the Spirit is involved. Uh, We will use lots of metaphors and symbols and symbolic language and similes. You know, the Holy Spirit is like because those pictures may be more articulate than words. Mm -hmm. But uh, He really is inexpressible. (laughs) And don't be surprised if you start off talking about the Spirit and you end up talking about Jesus because that's the Spirit at work. That's what He does. He points to Christ, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to hopefully experience the Spirit this year and continually find new facets that are beautiful. Absolutely, we will. And um, for those of our listeners who listened to our teaser, we haven't addressed all of it. Um, So do you want to, we talked about the nailing jello to the wall, and we talked about one of the puzzles that I alluded to. But you said something about a missing lovey. Would you like to um, expand on that story a little bit? Yeah, I, I'm glad we're going to revisit that, Lynn, because actually it brings us to the why of the study. The more I have thought about that overnight with our grandchild Rosie and her friend, the more I have come to see it in a different light. And so let me explain. Rosie's friend left her lovey at home. Mm-hmm. And when it came time to go to bed, she was inconsolable. Yeah. And I mean, inconsolable in the way only a five-year-old can be. Uh-huh. She was lost. She was afraid, confused in an unfamiliar environment, and she wanted nothing but her lovey and her mommy. Yeah. Now, if you think about that, that's a picture of us without Christ. Mm. Christ has given us a lovey who will never leave us, who can't be lost and can't be left behind. He goes by many names, but Jesus calls him the Comforter. Mm. And it's his own precious Holy Spirit to be in us and with us forever. 
And if you stop to think about it, you know, the why of the attributes of God was to prepare us for the pandemic. The why of Jesus was to keep us focused on the main thing. Mm -hmm. The why of the Holy Spirit is because we have a desperate need for Christ's own spirit to lead us and guide us, not just through unfamiliar territory of the study this year, but in our lives as this pandemic keeps going and surging and changing and things we thought we could count on, we can't count on. And as it just goes on, we need the spirit to open our hearts and our minds to the riches of God's word and the glory of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We need the spirit's power to transform us to live the life that Jesus intends for us the way that God created us to be. We cannot flourish without the Holy Spirit. So this year is an invitation into a relationship with the mysterious member of the Trinity who will reveal himself to us, and I pray in new and powerful ways. Mm -hmm. So conversation is essential if we are to get to know somebody, anybody, right? Absolutely. Yes, always. And since we're going to spend this year getting to know the Holy Spirit by entering into a holy dialogue, I thought there were three things we need to remember as we start that. Okay. And they apply to any relationship, not just the Holy Spirit. Right? Okay. One is you got to want to know the person. Of course. Right. The Spirit comes to those who hunger and thirst for an intimate relationship with Jesus. The second is you have to be willing to be honest and real. The Spirit comes to those who have an at cultivate an atmosphere of honesty and transparency and humility. Mm-hmm. And we certainly need those in any relationship, but certainly with the Spirit. And the last thing is you have to be willing to set aside some things for the benefit of a relationship with the other person. In this particular case, The Spirit comes to those who want to yield to the love of Jesus and to obey His commands. And so we have to set aside ourselves Mm -hmm. and our preconceived notions and our desire to control. And you and I need to hold each other accountable to that all year long. We will. (laughs) We will. So if if those three things describe the desires of your heart, rest assured, the Holy Spirit's knocking at the door. That's good news. (laughs) And I also want to say that I think Lamplighters is a great place to start this conversation because there are so many different ways of entering this dialogue. Uh We have this podcast um, where you and I will be having conversations just like we are now about the Holy Spirit. We have the lessons that are on our website that we encourage everyone to look at and spend some time thinking about. And then we also have our small groups. And I know from personal experience um, what can be ignited, the kind of conversation that can be shared in a small group, especially when we're talking about the Spirit and, you know, what it, that's going to teach us about the love of Jesus. Absolutely. Um, in fact, I think holy, holy conversation happens best in community because uh-huh. we learn from each other and we can help each other interpret what's going on. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of other ways this year of deepening conversation with God. What are they? We do have a couple of other ways. This is Um, very exciting. Yes, it is very exciting because it's other people who have brought these to us, um, which is fun for us because we didn't have to do it. And how Uh, the Spirit moves. That's right. (laughs) Um, Our friend Judy Embry came up with the idea of gathering famous quotes about the Holy Spirit. And then these quotes were given to our friend and photographer, Danielle Walker, who has applied them to some of her beautiful photographs. 
Now, these will be posted on the website and you can print them out and save them. You can put them on your mirror. You can do whatever you want with them. I like to put them as my screen on my phone yeah. because then multiple times a day I will see it. And, you know, it's just, it is um, just a way to be reminded, Mm -hmm. you know, each multiple times a day. So that's for the visual people. That's for the visual people. Now, for the music lovers out there, another friend of ours, Kristen Tridel, and her daughter have put together a playlist on Spotify. And this list has everything on it. It has some of the really classic old hymns sung by choirs. It's got some more spiritual songs. It's got some contemporary worship songs. And it's just kind of fun to go and listen to and meditate on um, if that if that's how you, you know, feel closer to God, which I know a lot of people do. And if you're dying to have a song that's not on there, just let me know about it and I will um, see if we can get it um, applied uh, to the to the pot to the Spotify playlist. That's great. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's and on the website. Yeah. You can find the link on the website. Um, uh-huh. I, and I'll just tell you, I've been listening to that when when I drive. Uh-huh. It's changed my driving. Good. It's really good. Good. <laughs> but since we've mentioned it several times today, maybe we should remind people of the website. Good idea. www.lamplightersbiblestudy.com. And you have to put the Bible study in because if you just Google lamplighters.com, you're going to come up with a bar in Indiana or somewhere. All kinds of different things, yeah, I'm sure. lamplightersbiblestudy.com. Well, no matter how you find yourself starting this conversation, we cannot wait to hear how the Spirit moves you this year. It's going to be challenging, but it's going to be exciting. And we are eager to walk along each side of you. (laughs) Which brings me uh, to a reminder. We are eager to walk alongside each of you, but we do not have all the answers. Right. And and in fact, we'd have probably no answers, but we're (laughs) eager to walk alongside with you. Yes. Um, Our job as hosts on this podcast is to issue an invitation. Mm -hmm. And as Lynn said, to accompany you on the journey, it is going to be an exciting one. Um, So I'll close by quoting our pastor, Thomas Daniel, who was quoting uh, Tim Keller. Our job is to start a conversation between you and God and then get out of the way. I love that. I love that too. Um, Let's leave our listeners with one question to think about. What image comes to your mind when you think about the Holy Spirit? That's a good one. Great prep for next week in Lesson 1. Until next time. 